One thing that uh, we thought we were going to do, or I should say uh, move to a new episode. One thing we said we were going to do is give the Nerds of the Old Republic Awards, and I got to keep these titles because Mike did a fantastic job. <laughs> Let's start with the number ones and the Wesley Crushers. Favorite character slash favorite episode. We'll go there. Where's the bells? They're in the box. Oh, damn it. We don't, have, yeah, we don't have the ahead. bells or the, do we have the Australian guy today? No, I didn't no. bring the Aussie guy. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I could just pretend and be really offensive, except for <laughs> our Australian audience is some of our most loyal and consistent listeners. So thank you very much. <laughs> hey, don't forget New Zealand. New Zealand, yes, They're New Zealand. They're part of that Australia. Or continent. Thank you. Ah, oh, there we go. All sure. right, so we were belled up. All right, so what was the first award? The number one? Number one. I want you to take a number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is, um, yeah, best best uh, character and, and best show, I think we said, yeah, right? Yeah, character and episode. So for me, um, I'm always, I, I put Picard and Data in my earlier. Son of a bitch. I mean, I figured we all were going to have them. Yeah. Oh, no, I got a different one. Okay, cool. But, um, He's got I, the 14th I, lieutenant unnamed <laughs> in the third yeah. episode. In my earlier, like, Star Trek years, I think it was definitely Data. I mean, the, yeah. an android. He's got a lot yeah. of appeal. Brent Spiner's um, so good, too. And Brent Spiner's fucking, he, and yeah. I've heard him on, like, podcasts and shit. He's just a really interesting man. Like, yeah. he's very talented he's funny um but i think and then later on it became picard for like all the reasons that we said patrick stewart's just fucking brilliant he's always a joy to watch um for episode i said uh this is not necessarily my absolute favorite but it's um one that i don't think a lot of people would pick and i really like this one i've Mm rewatched this one a lot it's called the defector it's from season three and it's where uh, a romulan admiral um is being chased they find him being chased by um like uh, Romulan uh, warbirds and, and they uh, rescue him. Right. And he just pretends like he's not an admiral. He pretends like he's some little guy or whatever. And he's got information that the Romulans are building these bases and they're going to instigate a war and nobody takes him seriously. So he finally reveals who he is. He's a big shot in the Romulan empire and he's actually defected to try to prevent a war. And he's got a little girl Mm, and he he doesn't want her to grow up. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so they finally go and they find out it was all a setup from the Romulans to expose traitors. And he, there's this devastating moment where he says it was all for nothing. And then he commits suicide. It is a devastating uh, episode. I I love that one. They are so like Russian KGB, like based in the whole, like, like all of that, like right. those guys, they're ah, oh, they're they're really fascinating because they're Vulcan basically, mm-hmm. but they're emotional Vulcans. And yeah, what are emotions? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're terrible emotions. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just terrible. Yeah, they're like the Sith of the Vulcan world. Indeed, <laughs> I was was fascinated by that. Like the the unification episodes yeah. when they had Spock come on, and because of course they live forever, so they can bring uh, yeah. Leonard Nimoy. Well, not forever, but for a long time. And they also had his dad Sarah on a couple of episodes, yeah. and like that was always interesting because the Vulcans are. I always thought were like. Super fascinating because fascinating. They um, <laughs> they had like uh, like that whole like suppressing their emotions and then but they would get like really crazy once in a while and they would get all horny and <laughs> yeah and like Spock yeah. couldn't control it and just like they were they're a real fascinating like people and the idea that they had a split in the you know Romulans Remus Romulus all that like yeah. they always go to those little things but it was just interesting that there was like another race of the same beings basically but they're so different now by separation yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's cool. It's cool mythology. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean, do you want to give your uh, characters an episode? My number ones. Number ones. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite episode is uh, probably uh, Cause and Effect. It's another temporal loop one. Mm. 
But the one of the reasons I really like is because Kelsey Grammer plays a captain of an old starship on there. Forgot about that. And he's got the <laughs> uniform that they wore in some of the original cast yeah. uh, movies, which I thought was like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. And it was just, it's a really neat episode. Um, it's just, ah, I can't remember exactly the full plot of it. But just, again, it's that whole idea that they're using time right. and, yeah. and just like, Oh, we gotta explain something to you. You're like in this weird place, and it, it's again, it's, it's Kelsey Grammer really is what sells it. <laughs> oh, um, and then the other one I mentioned earlier was uh, relics, and that's where they find Scotty. And I just thought yeah. it was super cool because it's a Dyson sphere, right. and it's like Jordy is like the best part about it is how Levar Burton is that exasperated, like shut up, you old man. It's like right. we don't do shit like that anymore. And it's like man, that's <laughs> yeah. how I feel about my dad when I try to teach him how to use a computer. <laughs> yeah. So I love that one. So those are a couple of my episodes, and then uh, my favorite character. So I differ from you guys is the Enterprise. Oh, look at, not, oh, look at that! Yeah, I can do. <laughs> and I, you know, voiced by uh, Majel. I'm thinking I'm pronouncing her first name wrong. Barrett. And just the fact that the Enterprise in a lot of episodes is a character. Like, yeah. It yeah. is probably my favorite part of the whole sh- the whole show, the whole series, is because it's like the coolest starship right. ever mm-hmm. made. Even though it's designed like it's a fucking. Uh, like uh, like one of those uh, in uterine uh, like like sperm blocking things, whatever they call oh, it, was I, an IV. Yeah. That was like an IUD, IUD, or an IUD, uh, not yeah. an IUD. It was like an IUD, whatever. Uh, it's like this weird ass design. Yeah, but it's so cool and it's so well thought out. Right. And like so yeah. much of the show is just predicated on on that ship. So uh, I, that's a great observation. Honestly, I love shit like that where where setting is basically mm-hmm. a character itself. Like Manhattan's one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. and the city mm-hmm. is very much yeah. a character there. A, a great equivalent to this would be the Millennium Falcon in that's Star another, Wars. Yeah, actually. literally is a character. Love this point. The Enterprise yeah. is, it's got it's got the holodeck. It's got mm-hmm. everything, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. all the, it's just cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to go favorite character uh data and uh partially because Picard would be cliché. But also because um, Mike already said it, and uh, well, no love for Riker. Wow. No, you know, he's cool. I think that he's cool, but like, I guess I always saw myself more as a. I hoped I would be more of a Picard yeah. than a, yeah. a Riker. Did you, guys, did you guys ever find that Jonathan Frey's performance was like needlessly like bitchy sometimes? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like he's just been like. And that's how it's going to be, right. Ensign. And it's like, there's no need yeah. for him to get so... No, there, there's times where yeah. he just says little things and he says it in a snotty way. And I don't even know if he meant it that way or if that's just how he talks. Like, there's yeah. like little things where he'll be like, stand up, like stern face. And he'll be like, yes, sir. And he'll turn around and walk out. And he's like, I think he just meant to say yes, sir. Yeah. But yeah. he sounded like he was pissed. Yeah. Yeah. He was just sorting a hamburger from the replicator. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Jesus. Uh and then, you know, driving off the, the Data thing, my favorite episode has got to be the episode where Data creates his daughter. Oh, yeah. So we were talking a lot about da- uh, Data's, like, story arc, and in The Offspring, he creates a lol. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I was just flipping through episodes, and the second I saw the scene where he's standing in front of her, and she's in, like, the... It's not like Med Bay thing, but it's got like the stereotypical next generation panels around her, and she's just yeah. standing there, Android. Like, I immediately remember that yes. episode. Didn't she have like a positronic brain malfunction or something like that? Yeah, it ends she sadly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But if that's your favorite episode, it's all the more reason you should watch Picard. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. All right. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I just don't want to foot out another $5 a month for another streaming service. True. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah very true. got it and then share it. Yeah. I mean,. <laughs> DVDs exist, right? That's Don't, true. Doesn't the library have these <laughs> oh, things? Oh yeah, I think they do. But yeah, no, it just I loved how it had a lot of a lot more humanity for Data yeah. trying to find someone else. And what was it? The Sunian is that the name of the Nunian Sung? Nuni, there we go. I just literally took the initials and flipped them. Nunian Sung, like. 
the idea of someone driven to create such a an artificial life that was so human like and then that life trying to recreate something mm. that was so like itself was was really moving and then the whole of course because i don't like stories that end nicely that fact that lol had to go away it's also really a great yeah. testament to how great of an actor brent spiner is because he plays yeah. data he plays his brother lore he plays the other data that doesn't i don't know what his name was like, uh i remember lore because lore had a fucked up po- positronic brain and yeah his emotions weren't right but well, yeah remember. his emotions were like that was why data doesn't have emotions because lore went awry right yeah and then he had another look like, there's another prototype or something like that that bring that comes up before yeah. and then he plays noonie and sung yep. he plays mm-hmm. like all of these people so many like he's such a great character actor mm-hmm. yeah and and he's able to uh, i i have more to say on data later in the trek awards so i'll actually hold okay. off on that okay. <laughs> okay all right so we are then to the wesley crushers your worst character <laughs> slash yeah episode. so so my uh my my wesley crusher if i'm being honest my wesley crusher word goes to wesley crusher <laughs> same here will, will wheaton is you fucking awesome the by the way yeah, you know like cool he, is. he is awesome now but oh my god the character oh, was fucking oh, terrible it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah he knows that character yeah. was poorly but, written but yeah. i didn't i didn't want to make my wesley crusher word for wesley crusher because no, that's the obvious one and and sean I, I got the sense that you're not going to like my real wesley crusher word because i gave it to Rose. Laren. Ensign oh. Rowe. Yeah. I don't know why I don't dislike the character, but there's every once in a while there's a Rowe episode, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, it's a Rowe episode. It yeah, takes all I the see, wind I out of that. it. For I me. see that. I think she was, under, she was yeah. underdeveloped, underutilized. Like all the yeah. women characters on the show, they, it just wasn't the I, time yet in TV, I guess. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, my so my episode, my Wesley Crusher episode goes to uh, a season three episode, as strong as season three was, called Up the Long Ladder. Oh, God. That was <laughs> terrible. So they, they pick up these. The they pick up these like uh, the worst kind of like peasant Irish stereotype yes. characters that from you thought the yeah. rings of power was it, bad. <laughs> like the guy, they show up with animals and like a bale yes. of hay, and the yeah. guy goes up to uh, Captain Picard and literally his first words are like, "Even though I could be tanking you, Captain Picard," like it's just so like unnecessary and absurd and uh i I can't stand the episode that you have like the fiery irish girl who's always and what is this record gonna be betting me then (laughs) oh my god God, it's just such an we've all asked that question but like don't say it what what like what advanced human colonists are going to become (laughs) 1800s rural ireland like that's what they're going for that's their ideal nirvana like what the that's fucking Again, that's absurd. Gene Roddenberry. That's yeah. fucking Gene yeah. Roddenberry's original series thumbprint all over that. Oh, yep. what's funny? Irish accents and, <laughs> and farm animals. That'll get people going, oh, that's a fish out of water. Right. Fuck. No, that, was, um, that, that gets my Wesley Crusher Award yeah, for wrote worst that episode. Uh, what's that? He, he was one of the writers on that episode. So Roddenberry was? Oh, yeah. It's okay. very clear when Roddenberry, because it's always a pretty girl. Right. And it's always the, you know. The, well, and they're always just a little bit more goofy and cockamamie. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, Sean, you want to give us your uh, Wesley uh, Crushers? My uh, my Wesley Crusher goes to Reggie Barclay. Yeah. <laughs> that guy was such a sniveling fucking I'm have worm. To that one. He old Reg. Yeah. The guy who like, he stutters, he's got no personality. Right. He's on the holodeck and he's such a badass because he doesn't have to deal with real people and right. he's probably masturbating in the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, which is yes, thing. you would never ever find me in the holodeck. Yeah. That's disgusting yeah, and shit. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you could sit there and fucking holographic whatever i mean yeah we'd all do it yeah we're all in there like we're we're scheduling our regular (laughs) holiday breaks reginald barclay yeah referred to as 
Reg. Reg. Yeah. Reg. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was supposed to be oh, a genius, but he had like crippling social anxiety, and uh, he was he was an obnoxious terrible character. character. Yeah, that's a good pick. Well, terrible. I remember character. him now. Yeah, that was a good pick. Um, and then my uh, worst episode goes to Menaja Troy, <laughs> which just encapsulates so much of what is wrong with the next generation. It's a Troy episode, which automatically puts it at the bottom. Number one. Yeah. Number two. It's a Troy's mother, Waxana. I don't know how you oh, pronounce that shit. Waxana. Oh God, and. That's played by Roddenberry's wife. So he's writing a role who's obnoxious for his own wife, who, again, it's like, oh, look, here's some cleavage, everybody. And, oh, she's a, I don't know what the hell she's supposed to be, like some kind of like, just like flippant whatever. And it's a Ferengi episode and the Ferengi in the next generation. Oh, my God. God, they they were redeemed by DS9, but... The Ferengi in Next Generation were mostly just garbage Clowns. characters. Yeah. Clowns, yes. Yeah, and yeah. they're supposed to be the menacing like Klingons of that series. But they Early didn't. on, they were uh, envisioned as like the yes. main, the Klingon, yeah, like yes. you said, the Klingon version. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's another abduction episode, and they've got to use their feminine wiles to get out of this. <laughs> and it's just, it's so fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah, that's a bad episode. You know what? I literally am just a combination <laughs> of both of your picks. So my Wesley Crusher is literally Wesley Crusher. Yeah. <laughs> um, Poor Wes. No, well, you know what? Poor Wes, like you said, the character was poorly written. Will Wheaton uh, (laughs) left because he said that he felt like that character and just being on that set was stifling his movie career, and I I guess he was right. Um, To be fair, there were a couple of watchable Crusher, or uh, Will... what yeah, Wesley Crusher. Wesley Crusher episodes. Oh, the, the one with the like the game that everyone's playing when they put the visors on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a decent episode. That was interesting. Yeah. But they're few and far between. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yep. And then my least favorite episode is actually a Deanna Troy episode. <laughs> uh, early season two. Um, it's the child where oh. she is impregnated by an alien <laughs> yeah. and forced to carry this, this monster. Face rape. Yeah. Like... <laughs> What is this? A 1960s black exploitation film? Like, Who wrote Jesus. that episode, Adam? Was it Gene Roddenberry? I, I think. Ding, ding, ding! Yeah. I think you're right. Gene Roddenberry <laughs> likes to force his female actresses into awkward conversations yes. that yeah. they shouldn't have to have, or maybe it was just the 90s. Oh, I just wanted to experience what it was like to come out of your vagina, mom, and it, like this zips back those people. Oh, what the fuck yeah. was that? Yeah. Oh. Man. Yes, space alien. If any human actually remembered that experience, we wouldn't have more kids. It's got to be terrifying. So yeah, that was that was my least favorite episode. So we are on to the so and so is admiral. What's his faces? Best and worst guest or reoccurring characters. All right. So I, I said I had more to say about this later. My best yes. guest was David Warner as Gaul Madred in uh, Chain of Command, the, mm. the one who interrogates and tortures yeah, Picard. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a distinguished, like, English stage actor. And um, he's, he's on one hand, he's very sophisticated and eloquent, articulate philosophical even but on the other hand he is like so damn intimidating and menacing and there's all these amazing moments where he's like talking lovingly to his daughter while Picard's like strapped to the thing naked and in pain and he's like you know humans don't you know treat their children the way we do and it's like you know it gets into all of that uh you know, racism and whatever and uh I just think that the character is such uh, a perfect character for that role and that that actor does such a great job with that yeah. best recurring um i hope i didn't take anybody's because these ones are you know i don't know there's there's only a few to choose from cole Meany is miles o'brien i always like miles o'brien he's so, like so wait a minute you're i thought we had best and worst recurring no did i miss best, that i had i had best and i played it as best and worst 
guest slash or recurring. So I yeah, you could do it either that way. way. I, I'm loading up here. I'm, yeah. I'm getting them all in. So oh, we had my okay. this was because David Warner was only in there once. Best recurring, I'm throwing in Colm Meany. Oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah, I see. as uh, as Miles O'Brien and uh, and John Delancey as Q. Obviously, he was as you said before. He was enough enough said there. He was fucking genius. Yeah. And my worst uh, recurring character is Luxana Troy. <laughs> who I, I think agree. you eloquently also handled. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was the one that I missed in it? Was uh, it best was... character on the cast or best recurring? Like I guess guest. So like Kelsey Grammer would have been a guest. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, then recurring character would be like Q or, Q or yeah. somebody like oh, well, that. You, you didn't have to do both. No, These are just things both. you can talk about. My best recurring character is Q. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I, John Delancey's awesome. I yeah. think he's hilarious. And then, uh, the worst reoccurring one I've got is Tasha Yar. <laughs> oh my god! Because, and I mean like all of her right. like versions. Because Tasha Yar herself was a shitty character. Number one, except for the relationship with Data, because I always thought he's a fully functioning android. <laughs> so she's is that like a like a dildo? Like anyway, <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I just I thought her character was crap, and I like when they like the basically the skin of evil kills her, yeah. or whatever that like tar <laughs> thing was. Yeah. And then um, that thing was terrifying too. And like when they leave it behind, it's like. But um, very old track too, like that soundstage yeah. look to that world and everything. Anyway, that, that was season yeah. one. So she was terrible, and then like when she came back as a like half Romulan right. version of her daughter was terrible. Right. Which, by the way, how the hell do humans mate with other species on this? Because first of all, uh, don't Romulans and Vulcans have like copper-based blood or something different, and it's like their blood is green? It, yeah, that's why it's green. There's just no way. There's it's, just no it's way. It's literally right? always oxid or oxidized. Yeah. It, yeah. Fuck. Whatever. So <laughs> that character it is just bad. means that everybody's sterile when yes. you do that. Whenever Yar comes back in some whatever way, because Denise Crosby could not find that that job she was trying to find outside of Star hmm. Trek, it just sucks. Yeah, well, and they they also find weird connections to her. Uh, There's an episode I happened to watch recently where her sister—it's a different actress, but it's like Yar's younger sister—is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. they couldn't let her go. All right, so for my uh, favorite, I tried to avoid uh, what might be common picks just because I knew my other picks were pretty common. So I went with Doctor James Moriarty. Good one. Good that one. is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, always a always a fan of Sherlock Holmes, and I just thought it was cool that the holodeck, which I thought was just used for porn, uh, <laughs> spun off a sentient life that yeah. then became a villain. Um, right. All because again, all my favorite moments happen around data. Yeah, really, because that was you know. Didn't they put him in like a cube at the end, where it was like a like a simulation cube where he could live? Yeah, he uh, could just pre- imagine he was living the whole time. Yeah. Inside and the and then there's cube. another episode a couple seasons later where he like breaks out of that thing and he yes. he reveals that he's been conscious for four years in it. Yeah, so and they like literally imprisoned a conscious being. It's a it's a real yeah. cool like yeah. matrixy type thing because they have Picard and um, I think shoot Data go in to talk to him in the holodeck and then they think they're leaving the holodeck and like half of the episode goes by and they can't understand why Moriarty has control of the ship. Yeah. But then they finally realize they're actually still in the holodeck. It's, it's a cool ass episode. Yeah. The holodeck is a fucking interesting premise. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For a lot of reasons. For sure. I got a point to make about that that. in a moment. (laughs) Um, And then my least favorite, uh, I did a deep dive. I just kind of did some Googling, like who are people's least favorites? And I ended up remembering this episode pretty vividly. But um, it's Alcar, 
So Alcar was a galaxy-renowned mediator oh, yes. who was siphoning the youth off of women yeah. to keep oh, himself yeah. alive. <laughs> and this was another one of those tropes where, like, this dude has lived for hundreds of years, and he keeps, like, sucking off of people's life force, dies in the episode, no repercussions. <laughs> like, they could have done, like, this deep dive, like, what important politicians did he murder? What sorts of, like political machinations in the senate did yeah. he like you know stop trade embargoes from happening and Ooh, George okay. Lucas, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah no um you know like no no effects and the stage makeup was fucking awful i could have done this <laughs> with plaster of paris and some friggin horse hair that's he amazing. looks awful like yeah, some later of the on, I'll aging the makeup they used to do was really bad yeah yeah absolutely bad yeah so, Mike, you ready for your uh, warp nines yes. and core breaches, the highs of the series and the lows? Yeah. So, a lot of uh, mine we've already we've already hit on. Um, there are there are four uh, there are four lights. <laughs> is one. I am the cutest of Borg was another one. Um, I said some of the whimsical data moments. Uh, you know, you mentioned Sherlock Holmes. I had that down here. One of my favorite fucking episodes ever is where he tries to date a crew member. Do you remember this one? They actually have a relationship. Well, data does. Yeah, Data does. And uh, it, she starts to feel like, you know, he's not trying hard enough. So oh, he, yeah. he tries to emulate the way humans act yes. in relationships. Yes. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, she comes home and he, like, sits down and he's like, so how was your day? And, like, she <laughs> talks and he's like, it's wonderful. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, Data, you're acting weird. And he's like, hmm. And he walks away and he turns around and he's like, perhaps it is you who are acting yeah. weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but that shit, there's one where he tries to, like, intervene because Miles O'Brien and his wife are having, like, marital problems. Yeah. And just him. I'm trying to un he does he completely misses the point of all the shit they say and yeah. so some of those are my favorite um and then uh this is not from the show but from one of the movies another classic picard line the line must be drawn here this far no further great great fucking moment um so those are my warp nines are we doing all warp nines and then core breaches or are we doing i figured we could each kind of keep yeah. the pattern we've been going so if you want to give your core yeah breaches yeah, yeah. so the uh, sean you're not gonna like this based on what you just said the death of tashi yar was a, a low point for me because it was so fucking pointless oh and no then... I, I no i, I do agree with <laughs> because you because that was just tashi she gets killed by like a puddle of oil yeah yeah in in a what for no reason like he tells yeah. her to stop and she walks and he just kills her but i like it because it's so ridiculous <laughs> because it gets rid yeah. of her and she's but, going out but they referenced that in um, that episode we talked about earlier. Uh, shoot, the one uh, that Quentin Tarantino likes, yeah. uh, and and where you know Guinan's like, I I can't tell you how you died because we never met. Yes, it is Enterprise, but mm-hmm. she goes, I can tell you that it was a meaningless death, and that's yeah. a big motivator mm-hmm. for Tasha to do what she does. Yeah. Um, the ruining of good antagonists, I put down because we've we've talked about how they do that with Q a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they do that with the Borg as the series goes on, which isn't to say that the later Borg episodes aren't still interesting. They are, but the Borg go from being this like galaxy-consuming, unstoppable menace to being like, oh, this one's kind of cute, and his name is Hugh. And another one yeah. where... No, it's three of five, thank you. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and then there's one where they become, like, basically a bunch of fucking, um, like, it's like a cult with lore at the top of it, you yeah. know? And it's, I don't know, like, the th- there's still interesting episodes, but, like, it was just... I want, if I'm going to see the Borg in an episode, I want more from that. Mm. Um, and then the last point I had was, and I actually, I'm saying this tongue in cheek because I actually love this, but <laughs> the sheer number of times Data or the holodeck almost kill everybody because <laughs> yes. they're malfunctioning. Yeah. Yes. And then everybody just forgives it and continues to hang out with Data and continues mm-hmm. to use the holodeck. But it's like built in shortly, <laughs> right? Like you can go anywhere you want on the ship. 
Right. It's like every boss's dream is to have all the employees always there, always yeah. nearby where they can get back to work. That's right. Yeah. Like when you lived in the company town, man. Yeah. You couldn't leave. Exactly. Um, Sean? So my Warp 9s, I, I'm going to start with the Borg. I uh, I always felt like those episodes got me to, like, they glued me to the seat because mm-hmm. I was just, I okay, and I guess I'll go, all of my Warp 9s are really the, the antagonists, the other races in the show the other like the ships like the romulan warbirds were super cool and they could cloak yeah so badass i always loved that and i loved the klingons and the klingon birds of prey because they were just badass looking warships Mm -hmm. and then klingons went from being like this menace in the original series in the movies to being this really complicated like group of people that i thought was very fascinating and the wharf was an interesting character kind of clunky at times but very interesting, and when they were getting to like the machinations of the Klingons and like all of that right. stuff, I thought was always deeply fascinating. So I really think that like uh, just like the other technology, the other ships, the characters that are like always set up against the the Federation, they're not necessarily bad themselves. It's just the antagonists in that at that time. I thought was kind of neat. except for the Borg; they're always bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I guess the lows would be the the warp. Cores, what Core was it? Core breaches. Core breaches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which, well, I, you know, is like once a month. I yeah. <laughs> they always fix it with a modified tachyon pulse. Yes, right. exactly. Right. Well, the tachyon field is off. <laughs> We've got to fire our phasers at our own warp core. Yeah. yeah. Their 18-year-old Wesley Crusher would figure it out, and Jordy would go, I think you're onto something, Wes. Yeah. <laughs> like that. those moments, I guess, is like yeah. when, when the ship is saved by some fucking ridiculous mumbo-jumbo or... Um, Techno-babble. Yes. Yeah. Or any time the deflector dish has to be used for whatever reason. It never fucking works. Yeah. No. But no. honestly, my my biggest, like, worst core of the warp, whatever, core, core breaches breach is, is the uh, Troy-centric episodes. <laughs> I'm, anything that it puts Troy front and center, I'm just like, fuck this yawn fest. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's not good. Yeah. It's just not good. Yeah, there's an episode where she, like, loses her empathic powers, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, like... They want it to be like this devastating character study yeah. of someone like losing the thing that defines them, and it's just not fun. It's she, not a good episode. No, not at yeah. all. Um, in my like, just searching around for what other people thought for worst episodes, that was like top five. Was that mentioned? Yeah, yeah. it was. I yeah. agree with that. Uh, so my best, I really appreciated how this was kind of like optimistic towards humanity, mm. right? So. It wasn't that we were out there trying to conquer new worlds and steal other people's shit, circa, you know, the first 2,000 years of humanity's existence, but um, (laughs) that we were out there just, like, helping other races, trying to avoid wars, trying to, like, make sure nobody got left behind, even if we accidentally spliced them in the transporter bay. (laughs) Oops. Oops. But, you know, like, it reminded me how much TV of the 90s was optimistic, especially the sci-fi that yeah. was out there back then. Yeah. Nowadays, sci-fi is like, well, fuck, we're fucked. Singularity's coming. Humanity is dead. Goodbye. That's a good point. But, like, you know, it just made me think of the other TV shows that I watched back then, which I'll reference in the next episode. And <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Same bet. Nope. Uh, but um, even, like, things like West Wing had a more optimistic view of, a, of American humanity, and it's just nice to remember that yeah yeah i think so much sci-fi prior to the 90s and as you said so much sci-fi post 90s is dystopian Mm -hmm. in nature Mm -hmm. you know it's it's always about like you know trying to figure out why everything's so fucked up and fix it yeah um but yeah there was like this nice window gene roddenberry is one of the people with the original trek series you know kind of wanted to imagine what would 
it look like if we figured all our shit out and now we were just dealing with what's out there in the stars. And the 90s was also, especially the early 90s, that inherently, like, it was going to be, it was just a positive vibe, I think, for the most part. The, um... It's interesting how prescient it was too about a lot of social issues that they would come up that are things we're still dealing with or that like they didn't even see as this is like far flung issues then. Now it's like, oh wow, it's happening. Like the one where Riker's trying to date that gender neutral person (laughs) who says she's more female or whatever. And then like this is a nightmare for today because then her society says, No, you cannot be gendered and like fucking like man, could you see the friggin' uh uh Magtards getting all over that there? God. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a good thing they didn't exist back then. Yeah, no that's exactly right. Very yeah. true. Then my, my core breaches, it's similar to Sean's. Um, it's actually anytime there's a goddamn floating space cloud that causes <laughs> clouds. Goddamn awesome. floating space yeah. cloud. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just yeah. search YouTube for Star Trek Next Generation Space. Uh, floating space cloud you'll find it <laughs> the space cloud trope shows up in so much great uh sci-fi parody um futurama yeah um welcome to night vale which is a great podcast oh, do you love night yeah vale. night vale is oh one god. of my favorites so yeah, yeah the, the 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 glow cloud yeah oh yeah. i never thought about that the glow cloud yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i always tied as yeah yeah, I forgot how much I liked that series. That was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's all, I haven't listened to it in a couple of years, but we should do that yeah, sometime. That would be oh a good one. Gosh. A podcast about a podcast. Ooh, Jesus. That is some nerdy <laughs> shit there, though. That's meta. That's for sure. All right. That wraps us up for this epic tome shit, of man. a how, podcast. How long did we go? It's like one the early hour, days. 21 minutes. This Ooh, is like our right. rookie days, which, by the way, is a great way to bring it back full circle because our two-year anniversary, gents, is this month. Oh, fuck. It is this month. Yeah. Right. That's right. Go nerds. Um, it's the paper anniversary. I hope you remember. I got mine. Hey. <laughs> I think we're going to have know, to split actually. this into two. So. I think so, for sure. We'll, we yeah. can branch off the the awards on their own thing. I'll do some Maybe. kind of to-be-continued next yeah. generation thing in there. We'll get, yeah. yeah. Make it a, a cliffhanger ending. Make the people wait for like uh, a couple months. <laughs> Will Nerds the of the Republic lamest, come back? The lamest return. Fire! <laughs> oh, shit, I missed. Yeah, well, essentially. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to take a, um, you know, Soonian noon. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to just keep doing it. This is my thing. This is my trope. I am that person. Uh, to figure out that I'm a yes for this. Oh, like, just watch yeah. it. Fuck yeah. all. Yeah, even the bad it. shit. Watch yeah. it all. Take it all in stride. Yeah, and and the bad shit does not hold up well at all. But the good no. shit, I, I, rewatching these eight episodes we watched, one of the things that kept striking me was just how well it still does hold up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 special effects are obviously '90s, but they're not so horribly corny. And the uh, the episodes, the acting, the narratives, the themes they get into, it all still feels reasonably fresh. I will say this though, I don't think those. Those highs would be as high if not for the the frequent lows either. Yeah, oh, you have point. to take it as mm-hmm. as it is to really get the full track experience. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And it's rare nowadays with my like three minute attention span that I will <laughs> not multitask while watching a show. Even like Stranger Things or the things that I love. You know, the first watch I'll probably watch straight through, maybe get up to popcorn or something like that. I did not leave the screen. I did not pick up another screen while watching these episodes. And it's not just no, because no. I respect y'all and your time. Huh. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. that's, I mean, and nowadays that is a serious compliment. That That is something because my attention span is. <laughs> it's everyone, what? man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 
All right. So what, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Where am I? <laughs> You're in your house, Adam. Uh, yeah. So that's it for us tonight. Stay tuned for what we're calling the '90s nerdgasm. I guess maybe take <laughs> three at this point, depending on how many episodes we break this one up into, <laughs> where we each pick three sci-fi series from the golden age of sci-fi, still the '90s, some of the best decades of my life. Um, and we're just going to riff on it and share what we've loved from that time. So until then, stay nerdy, y'all. Cheers. Cheers. Engage. Oh, <laughs> I got it in there. Make it so. <laughs>